everyone. It's Haley here. I hope April is going well for everyone. I have one quick announcement before we get into the episode, and unfortunately, it is a sad one. So I know April is typically an evil interlude month, and you would have heard this announcement already if you listened to our Zone of Truth from Monday. But if you didn't, April is one of our evil interlude months, and normally we would have an episode that would be coming out near the end of this month. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, we're unable to record one for April. It saddens us a lot to announce this, but honestly, safety first. We'll still have regular episodes, so you won't miss out on any regular HLP action nor Zone of Truth, because we are able to still record those. And when we come back, don't worry, those evil interludes will hit with a bang, so we'll make sure they're great quality and we get through this prison. Um, That's really the only announcement that I have, so welcome to episode 88, Premature Examination. like liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody and welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 88 you guys made it into Askinor Lodge. Let's do Finally. it. Oh, yeah. Living in the lap of luxury, thanks to uh, your boy, Durston. He's the best. I know he's the best. I'm pretty sure you guys know he's the best, because everybody knows he's the I'm, best. I'm positive we will not hear the end of it. I don't think you will. <laughs> he doesn't think you will. And nobody in Askinor Lodge thinks you will either. I'm going home. <laughs> this is enough. I am home. Haley's home. <laughs> and the rest of you act like you live here. <laughs> <laughs> so guys we're drinking a group drink this week what are we drinking emily this one was called a southern tomfoolery oh hey shout out to southern tomfoolery Woo! This drink know, smells like piss. <laughs> you guys are much better than that so i think the original drink name was mississippi punch um it is brandy rum Lemon and sugar. Mississippi donkey punch. Yeah, this is uh, not excited mm. for this. So it smells shooter? very sour. Yeah, I think it's a, a shooter. Based it's a shooter volume? based on the amount yeah. of liquid you gave me. Yeah, okay. I, I had the volumes and I was okay. was doing my best with those. It's it's a shooter. Okay. So are we gonna shoot it then? Yeah, I think I think we have to shoot it. Cheers, cheers, cheers folks. Cheers. Ugh. That's tart. Uh, tart and, and bad. Ooh. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah, Tastes I like uh, the swamp water of Mississippi. Lovely. Ugh. 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 I no, tried no. to do it in one go, like most shots. Um, mm. It was more volume than I expected. It filled up all my cheeks like a Starfinder Yusoki, putting stuff in my cheek pouches. Um, I bubbled up and then had to drink about, I don't know, four or five ounces of booze. It wasn't great. Man, that's actually how Emily actually takes shots, which is a fucking what, just nightmare. Around? Um, so I have to hold all the liquid in my mouth, and then I can swallow it, and so I get the lingering flavor. <laughs> it's 
I don't want to know the implications of that. There are no implications other than the fact that it is just watching her take a shot is it makes me taste it just simply based on the fact that she can't keep like can't take a shot like a normal person. Well, I assume if we're taking shots, uh, we came with sidearms equipped. I'm drinking a screwball straight from the bottle. <laughs> Peanut butter whiskey. Because you know what they say, the best cure for a shitty citrus drink is something that tastes like peanut butter. Oh, mm. God, oh. Grayson. Mm. Uh, well, we drank Malort a couple episodes ago. I could drink whatever I want and be fine. I might drink Malort tonight. I, I might have a little Malort. Mm. I could have a little Malort. Mm. Do you want to do the, like the Malort side action? We could do yeah, the Malort side action. Side action. Guys, guys. Yeah, but sometimes like Wait, you hate yourself. Glass doing over there? You hate yourself so much that you love yourself. It's it's all about self love. It's not empty. See, wow, I just man. do it in the mugs. You can do your shots out we of your take, mugs. Yeah, I don't don't. Give Water. me. I'm just gonna pour it in my uh, in my sad mouth. Southern Tom Fuller drink mug. Yeah, no, because me and Steve are both too. gonna drink it. <laughs> drink more. Yeah. Oh man. It's going to go so well with the lingering citrus flavor from the Southern Tom Foolery drink. You know what? Yeah, also, like, this is a really horrible intro. Lots also. of mouth noises and malort. Haley, I know you weren't on the Zone of Truth, but we did have an episode where we spent 98% of it chewing. So Yeah, I wasn't on that. I just helped prepare the Ooh. plates. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the best episode to date. Maybe the best thing we've ever done on this network. Listen, we Ooh. might be the most Ooh. contentious Pathfinder podcast when it comes to <laughs> egregious mouth noises. That might be the truth. Hey, yeah. I uh, want to say that we are aware, but we absolutely try so hard to be tasteful about what we are Awful, awful at, which is so, mouth noises. It's a team serve episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am drinking a ham, so uh, All right, let's hear it. Here we go. All right. That's what you get. All right. More time. More time. Very in sync. Good job, boys. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Well, now with Malort coursing through my veins. Anybody else got some side action they want to share? Absolutely. Uh, for something that is pretending to be what it's not, which is exactly what you guys are doing as far as like an actual drink. Um, this is Soco and Lemon pretending to be Soco and Lime. All right. We, ha- we had Lime in the fridge. Yeah, there's Lime juice in the fridge, Brooks. Oh. Haley, you got a sidearm? Yeah, I am drinking uh, vodka and uh, a red crystal light packet. I, I don't remember the flavor. Red. Emily? It's red. red is the flavor. <laughs> red flavored. Red 40. A packet of red 40. Mm. As, as Brooks mentioned, I'm not good at taking shots, and I know that about myself, so I'm just going to continue to sip on this Southern tomfoolery till I finish sip it. sip on that? That's like, God, that's like if me and Steve like, were like, let's just Come sip on, on the Malort. <laughs> let's daintily pinky out sip on the Malort. <laughs> I just, I can't do it as a shot, so if I'm going to drink it, it has to be in sips. So, so oh my you know Lord. I feel that, actually. I do. I, I feel it, Emily, but you could at least do it in two. 
Well, I did one larger gulp when we were doing the shot. Puff out those cheeks. Throw back the shot. Let's go. No. Uh, I mean, that's that's one way to do a shot. Is I feel just like put you're all just making the listeners gag. Really, <laughs> <laughs> that description of a shot is not right. Also, I just smelled Malort for the first time, and it is a mixture of so many things I know I do not like. I think tangerine is actually right. After I've had it a couple times, mm-hmm. I'm or no, not tangerine, grapefruit. 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 There, there is definitely a. Citrus it's totally in a grapefruit. That. Yeah. It's right before the gasoline taste hits. But like, I think th- if you ignore the gasoline, grapefruit mm-hmm. is also what lingers. Yes. Well, anyway, now that I've had a Southern tomfoolery, peanut butter, whiskey, and Malort all mixing together in my stomach, I think I'm ready to play. Are you guys ready to play? Or do you want to roll off for the first time in a while? Let's roll. It's better to play. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're going to be on the poll. Steve, did you say let's play? No, I already know who will be on the poll. Oh, no. Do you? Oh, no. I know it's not me. With? I got a 12, so I doubt it's me either. 16. Five. <gasps> Three. One. Oh! oh! Malort has Where's always been gluten-free and will always be gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but those drinks that were suggested were like just suggested last week. And per the rules, I have to go in order. So those mm. won't be on the poll. Sorry. Got me with the rules. Okay. Um, I, I have actually, one thing to bring up to the HLP Ethics and Compliance Office because... I specifically said a couple of episodes, the one that we did Malort, I I made a joke, like this is going to be like Malort and milk or something, and I said, anybody that suggests that gets fucking banned, kicked off the Discord. Now that is, I feel like that has happened several times, and there there are no bans. What does the HLP Ethics and Compliance Department think of this? Because I think it's unspeakable. To to put that combination on the drink pole. Listen, uh, understandably, you are CEO of the HLP Enterprise. However, that motion was not run by the committee. We are all C-level management. Yeah, but I have a couple of C's. I'm also CCO, Chief Creative Officer as the GM. Well, I'm CECO, so I've got two C's. <laughs> We're comparing C's here. <laughs> no, because I would have three, right? CCO and CEO. Okay, you guys Boom, are comparing your C's over here. Well, the other see hand, how long their C's are. Yes. On the other hand, well, I'm interim HR as well, so I'm going to put you on disability. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> but Griffin, give the people some time. We do have a bit of time between release versus actual here time, so. I don't, as as compliance, how do we how do we judge that? Uh, we redact my statement if we've cracked down by now, and we don't redact my statement if we have not cracked down. We by redact now. the statement. This episode is going to come out like four weeks after this is relevant. Don't <laughs> <laughs> remember, trust me. We last left our heroes uh, after a an interesting encounter with the Volenstag werewolves. In the Shutterwood, I mean, realistically, you were surrounded by wolves with Duriston on this uh, fanciful hunt for the Silver Ghost. You managed to broker a deal. Mainly, Ikmer managed to, um, you know, speak with the wolf. It recognized him. 
and let them pass, let all of you pass, you found out some information. Uh, there's some sort of tie to Mathis Mordrenacht, the leader of the Silverhide werewolves in the Shutterwood. And obviously it seems like other tribes are, or other clans are not interested in him being the pack lord. You make it back to Askinor. You're greeted with the most sincere of apologies, and you meet Estovian Lozarov, the warden of the lodge, in kind of the main library of the lodge. And, um, you know, he apologizes as well, has other business to attend to, uh, and tells you that you could go speak to Bellic, who's who's kind of waiting on you, to get your bearings, get situated here. So that's where we find our heroes. What do you guys do? Do we want to spend any time in the library, or do we want to go out to, like, the lobby or lounge thing that I'm sure this has? I think the... The library is absolutely one of our goals. I think I would like to spend a whole lot of time here, but I don't think that time is now. I don't think it would be appropriate to just get introduced to this place and start tearing through books. Do I want to spend a significant amount of time here at some point? Yes. Should we do it now? I don't think so. So we should ask Valak for a tour. Yes. Sounds like a good plan. Absolutely. Uh, Ekmer feels the same way. And as we are... Well, Ekmer had to go find the bathroom, right? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true, but just as uh, he's leaving, I guess, uh, definitely wants to make a point of Matumbe learning about the tribes more and tribes and werewolf werewolf clans a little bit more, just so that he can be, he and they can be that much more versed. Yeah, totally agree. That's That's a good call. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a hair confused here. Are, are you saying you want me to learn about this in the library? Or you want to speak to me about it? Oh, um, I think that we should use the library to learn more about oh, of course, it. Yeah. But definitely, like, let's keep going with. Uh, let, let, let's take the easy path and get a tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bellic. Yes. We would like the formal tour. Uh, would you like to, um, put your things in, in your rooms? I, I assume you'd like to drop things off before we, uh, continue on the, the entirety of the tour, uh, and your rooms are on this floor. Sure. Freya looks at her backpack that she's, uh, (laughs) traveling with that's, like, everything she wants. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. She's not going to drop anything off. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure Eclipse will drop off, like, just some stuff to make a show of it. But, like, every uh, she's not going to remove the axe unless she's told to. And Ikmer would probably just, like, mess up the bed to make it seem like there is a, like... It's being used type of deal. <laughs> not like you know, like he's actually like carrying anything at all. Okay, I'm, so I'm on a different continent um, with everything I own on my back. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's going to be a no. <laughs> so you don't want to know where your rooms are. Oh, I mean, of we course. want to go to yeah. the rooms. You're, you're on the I'm not dropping yeah. anything. Okay. So, um, so he leads you down the hallway from where you are. You enter into kind of a passage that connects the main lodge's second floor to the first floor uh, where you would have come up from. You exit through a door and into a large rustic hallway with a fireplace and a skin on the floor. Looks like kind of a, I guess you would call it a common area of this floor. Um, And Bellic would say, uh, feel free to avail yourselves of... Uh, this area, this uh, will be shared with you and the rest of the guests, but the the second floor uh, remains generally private to uh, to you, the guests, and the staff only comes up here to clean, really. The first one of your rooms will be uh, not this door, but the next door up and to our right, and he would lead you down the hallway, and again, uh, this hallway contains... Unlike the the grand hall, it contains some smaller trophies. Uh, so, like smaller kills. Maybe instead of a five point buck, it's a three point buck or something. He leads you down the hallway and to the right into the second room on this hallway. Um, unfortunately, we only have two free rooms. I I hope it's not a a huge issue for you to double up. Uh, Durston, uh, Mr. Arseer, sorry, uh, has uh, graciously paid for your lodging for the entirety of your stay. So, um, but uh, we only have the, the two open rooms and, and one of them honestly was, was booked by, um, well... By our unfortunate potential guest, who you found. This room, uh, complete with a fireplace and a balcony. A large bed, which, uh, hopefully, you, again, I I don't want to, um, draw any conclusions or anything. Uh, who wants to sleep with who, but... Um, two of you could make this, uh, this room yours, and then, uh, the next room for you is down the hall. Well, considering the bed is 15 feet by 10 feet, I think there'll be no problems. Yes, Bellic. There is no need for a second room. The, the four of us will share the bed, no problem. So for reference listeners... <laughs> For reference, listeners, uh, my players bitched about the bed only being 10 feet wide, and again, this is a piezo map, and uh, filling the entire room. So, I went ahead and doubled the squares like like the first floor is, and now they really want the bed to be the size of an entire living room. (laughs) This is Eclipse at 3 foot 3 with Freya uh, how tall? 4 feet. We're going to fit fine. <laughs> so that's actually how you're going to stay. I'm kind of surprised by that. What? I'm surprised uh, Freya and Eclipse would stay together. The two girls? I don't know that you guys have the same compunctions of like a boy-girl thing. Matumbe and Freya are definitely the closest characters. What? 
Like, I, I am married. Well, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> Matumbe, like, to Freya, like, Matumbe is the nice one. Eclipse has been warming up to Freya. Um, Matumbe has been nice, though, the entire time. She's still figuring out all of the inter-party connections, so she'll sit back and kind of see how the group naturally splits up for rooming situations. And there is no way Eclipse would uh, ever sleep next to Ikmer, who is a teenager going through puberty. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that for the tombs. Listen. Matumbe has has had three children. <laughs> Not unfamiliar <laughs> with living in a hut with four other people. Okay. Some of them going through puberty. So this room is where uh, Eclipse and Freya want to stay then? No. I will take the hit for the team. I will take the room with the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> If someone must bear their burden on their soul to transition into the next life, knowing that they stayed in the lap of luxury, it shall be Matumbe, gravedigger of Phrasma. Stand back, me immortals. I shall stay in this room. That seems like a very grand statement for a room. Um... You truly are adventurers. Uh, you probably haven't seen anything this decadent. Um, and who will be staying with you so I can I can give them the key? It will be my boy, <laughs> Ikme. <laughs> uh, what, Matumbe? I didn't think that you, uh, well, I'm so, uh, thankful. (laughs) (laughs) And when they both get into bed, are you gonna play? I know I got skills. Oh! <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to take the an uh, off-air role play. The lower room. <laughs> and uh, we head to the end of the hallway. And lo and behold, this room also has a balcony. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All of the rooms have a balcony. Um, so Bellic leads you to the topmost room and the furthest in. Um, this was, um, well, this was the reserved room, the other was open, um, this one, great fireplace, great, great, great fireplace, um, you ladies will love it. It also looks like there's a nice desk. Yeah, also a sleepable space, I'm sure, for, for you two, you're very small. If you don't want to share a bed, you can probably use that chair. I'm pretty sure we don't even have to touch on this bed because... <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't buy the 15 feet long and 10 foot, 10 foot wide beds. Uh, I'm merely the porter. And uh, so you guys know where your rooms are. And you know that all of the other rooms on this floor are occupied. 
we are quite a few rooms away. We are not like side by side. There is no, there is no like, uh, man, uh, during my spring break break days, uh, door between the hotel rooms type of deal. We are, I think three, three rooms away and not on the even like the same side of the room. Well, I think, I think that that calls back to all the way to book one where some bad shit happened in the middle of the night in somebody's room and people were able to respond. That might not be the case here. I do see though that uh, it looks like the rooms maybe share a fireplace from being inside the room. uh, I know uh, Freya and Eclipse are both pretty short. Can we actually like see through the fireplace into the other room? (laughs) Make a perception check. You know what? I I actually have 21. no idea how you could see through a fireplace so, to other people. I, I guess I don't a understand. Lot of fire, so, like, a lot of old school fireplaces in general in a lot of homes, uh, including in Columbus, that's actually, it's a change now the law has, but a lot of fireplaces serve dual purpose. So, they were actually hollow in the middle, and you could light a fire on either side but one chimney. So, it was a dual purpose fire to to heat both rooms that is now super against fire codes and laws now but old school it was like there wasn't a wall in between it was just like a space for fire a space for fire one chimney that goes up so like your neighbors always know when you're fucking no 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 it would be inside your own home (laughs) inside your own home except in this case it's a lodge so oh so you're just looking uh to the the room that you are sharing a fire uh, yeah. theoretically sharing a fireplace with. Yes. I was under the uh, uh, under the impression that you were like going to see our fireplace and that no. was No, just like no. look through the fire and see another fire on the other Got side it. of the wall. So there is theoretically what seven fireplaces in this lodge? There's or quite chimneys. a few. I guess I say chimneys. I see six right okay, now. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then we can so then we can say that there are well so then Eclipse and Freya can say that there are twelve rooms. About. Not necessarily, not all of them are shared. Right, right. So maximum twelve, minimum six. Yep. Okay. So well not all of the fireplaces are in like a Room. A living yeah. mm-hmm. room, either. Like there was right, one in the, right. there was one in yeah. the library. So twenty-one, twenty-three, or twenty-five. If it is something about the stonework, <laughs> <laughs> you actually he's hear, gonna give it to you. He's gonna give you the stonework. <laughs> I know it. You actually hear like a um, kind of metallic bang, 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 and relatively clearly a. Welcome to Askinor Lodge. And you hear it like through the fireplace. Mm. Like, did someone see us? Heard you. Uh. Going into the room and like, you know, getting settled in the room. Gotcha. Kind of hears you approach. Thanks, neighbor. You can hear everything from... Well, these shared fireplaces. I'll try not to be annoying. 
Another interesting fact about fireplaces that is now against uh, fire code law is that not only were they shared per room, but they were also shared so that they were double stacked. So on the first floor, they shared the same chimney as the second floor, as the third floor, etc. And they just had, like, landings. Yeah, absolutely wild shit, right? So, if you could hear between, it is also conceivable that you could hear below or above, depending on how this is set up. This Anyways. is this is good material you need to save for our fireplace spinoff show. Yeah, it's, it's very important. <laughs> well, uh, if some fires go out and there's... Who knows what could get into our room? As we get into the like home decorating, home design of <laughs> HLP, <laughs> this is critical. Oh, yeah. I, critical aware, content, yeah. yeah. And so as you leave the room, a tall man, just over six feet tall, with a slender build and long features, exits the room next to you. He turns to you. You see he has a sharp nose and his graying hair is cropped short. Uh, He has a carefully trimmed goatee and a wax mustache. Do either of you have knowledge local? I am 90% sure I don't, but hang on. I do not. If anyone has seen the pictures from the episodes, I have knowledge facial hair, if that helps. Yeah, Edit no, point. No. You Edit point. do not have any knowledge of that. <laughs> Edit point. No knowledge Ooh. local here. No uh, knowledge local. Not a good knowledge, just all poor knowledge on the um, subject. So you would tell this man is nearing... His, he's probably in his early 50s. Um, and he reaches a hand down to you. Mm, adventurers, huh? My name is Silas Gradon. A pleasure to meet you. I'll be your neighbor here. Uh, it's always easier to... Well, give a little bit of warning about the the fireplaces it's it's the same way with all of them you could just hear room to room uh, i prefer to let my neighbors know that i might be able to hear their conversation if i'm in my own room are matuma and ikmar close enough to know this do they like come to a, to see our room too I, I think they could be like on the hallway, maybe as you guys were setting up. So they probably okay, see this conversation. That's good. I, I just want to make sure that they. You can just want to make sure Matube can do the knowledge local check. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that, but also I want to make sure that they don't talk about secret shit when we're like in their room or something. Freya reaches out her hand as well. Nice to meet you. Name's Freya. Thanks for the warning. No worries here. I. Well. Th- the gossip around here gets pretty crazy. I stay here fairly often, and I, I, I'm one that is sometimes gossiped about, and I hear plenty of the gossip going around. I don't want you to, um, you know, reveal anything that... You wouldn't want to in my presence in in your room without making sure at least that I'm not there. Oh, well, thank you. Also, my name is Eclipse. I've heard you're a great hunter. Uh, That I am. That's why I'm at Askinor Lodge. But what do you hunt? Well, um, boar, stag, um, 
bears sometimes. Oh. All manner of large beasts in the Shadowwood. So uh, Silas would walk away down the hallway, uh, having introduced himself and warned you of the potential perils of staying in a room in Askinor Lodge. Um, Bellic would be quick to take you back downstairs. Well, you've seen the library, and, and there's not overly much more besides the balcony down here. And he would lead you to, you know, the doors of the balcony, kind of saying, if you want a nice view, uh, go ahead and, you know, step outside here, but um, for my money, there's more fun things to do downstairs. So you said everything's booked now that we're here. How many people stay here? Well, there's uh, there's quite a few. There's, uh, well, let me, let me count on my one hand. Well, there's the four of you, and then there's Silas, and then there's Durston, and then, well, there's, um, there's, well, the Marquise, obviously, and then, um, Silas, and, and I think, um, that makes, uh, aside from you, five? And you've counted all the strapples, correct? Uh, no, um, I haven't counted the strapples. Hold, <laughs> hold for a moment. They would probably sleep anywhere in this place. <laughs> you could almost say with anybody. Well, uh, I'd say uh, five nobles, but then there's a there's a six in one of the other rooms. Uh, that's Ostevarch uh, with the Marquisa, but... Plus all the nobles, servants, and hirelings, right? Well, well yes, I mean, we're down six of those. There's far more uh, <laughs> staff in the lodge, and obviously Estovian and myself, and, um, you know, if I give you the full rundown of the staff, that'd take all day, so I'm not going to. Can Ikmer do a survival check, or I guess just know... On the balcony, which way is the balcony facing? Which, or, which one? The main one? Uh, the, the main balcony off of the main floor. East. We get a sunset view from our balcony. The girls get the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how sure are you that the sun sits in the east in Galarian, Emily? Well, sets in the west. But I'm I'm no. not sure. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> the sun does not set in the east. Let's see. Yeah, you won't be on either side because you guys are. Oh no, you will be on the west. Yeah, I guess. Hey, do we get the sunset view? I mean, yes. you're you're in the woods, so no. Oh. <laughs> yes, but also no. <laughs> it was like our lake view room at Paizocan. Yeah, lake view, dumpster, <laughs> trees. There's a lake <laughs> three feet that way past the trees. Ikmer will take notice of the general direction of the balcony is looking as well as where both of the other rooms are looking just and 
well, I guess just to reiterate, like, where it was they actually were the other day. Okay. Um, Bellic would take you downstairs now. And you enter once again on the Grand Hall, which you had seen before. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Or do you just want a general tour? Uh, a general tour would be nice for right now. So Bellic leads you to the west to a large open room. Right now, it it has a fireplace. It appears to be a grand sitting room. You can see that it has the trappings of a room that might be used for um, as like a ballroom or uh, you could put a stage in here. It's that big of a room. There are currently two people at one of the tables talking. A woman appears to be in her late 30s, early 40s. Um just slightly graying at the temples uh, but she seems rather beautiful. She's dressed in some finery and then you see kind of a more gruff looking uh, he's in leathers looks to be some kind of woodsman. Uh, His hair is shaved on the sides and um, the rest of it's tied up in a top knot and they are talking in hushed tones at one of the far tables and Bellic would say this is the grand ballroom and most of the time it's open for all guests as a uh, seating and gathering area and uh, you can take your food in here if you Uh, If you so choose, if we have an event or if one of our guests chooses to host an event, uh, this is the room we would generally use. He then leads you to the south into another room, uh, and this room is kind of a – it's got this large four-sided stone fireplace – which is kind of crackling to life right now, and it's the centerpiece of this room. 22. But the the room is filled with, um, with even more trophies, taxidermy animals, this time instead of heads, like full, like a full grizzly bear and a a full stag and and then even more exotic things like a lion head and that kind of stuff on the walls and Bellic says uh, this is the trophy room uh, any of our guests that are successful at a hunt we um, we stuff and display their kill uh, free of charge and um put their name underneath it so that they're immortalized at Askinor. What is the most interesting thing that's up there? Uh, you can make a knowledge nature. No. I don't know about nature. <laughs> I choose not. Here come the tombs. I 
guess the better question is what is the rarest thing up there, I guess? Knowledge Nature 28. Um, appears there's not the body of, but there's horns that look like they belong to uh, some sort of um, some sort of wyvern, maybe. Ooh. Uh, as far as your check tells you, that's that's what you think. Um, and you would think that would be exceedingly rare for the area. And if m- maybe, you know, based on Haley being interested, Matumbe leans down to Eclipse. Ooh, look at that. That kind of stuff. Like, I think that's a wife. And like, not like diving too deep into it. Just like, hey, you look interested. Check that out. That's really cool. You would also see these gigantic bat wings. Uh, Ooh. Look like they might be from like a dire bat or maybe even something more exotic. You're not sure. Uh, wow. They kind of bristle with like black, but then kind of like auburn fur. That's really cool. Ikmer would probably nudge Matumbe and pull him aside a little bit. Matume, uh, for what we knew of as far as, like, a werewolf hunting lodge, they don't seem to have, like, trophies of werewolves, so it seems like it's kind of like a... I, I guess I don't understand... But why people would come here for hunting werewolves when, you know. Ikma, let me be very clear with you. No sane man puts skins of other men on his wall. You know just as well as I that when you hunt a werewolf till you bring him to death... The only thing left is his human body. Do you think this lodge with all their rich people with Ustalav's elite would put the skin of a man on the walls? I think not. Just because we see these great bat wings and the horns of a wyvern does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that they do not hunt werewolves. Enigma. If anybody here finds out that you are a werewolf, there's a good chance they will want to hunt you. And Eclipse, and Freya, and myself can only buy so much time against this desperate tirade of Ustalav's elite to try and get the trophy that they want to put in their living room. We will buy you time, but if they find out you are a werewolf, I implore you not to fight. I implore you to run. Run as far as the Crooked Kin, run as far as back to Raven Grow and hiding Kendra's basement. But I don't want you being a trophy on anybody's walls. Do you understand me? Do you agree? Oh, Matume, when you put it like that, well, I, I, I guess I, I know I'm 
no trophy, but that 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 certainly does put things into uh, well, I I think a good perspective, and and I want you to know, and everybody, well, you can let everybody else know that. I'll, I'll do my best to, to not let anything know, or well, let anybody else know about, well, you know, but at the same time, I'll, I'll, I'll run first to keep you guys safe. Thank you. Be faithful to who you are. I, this is the nature of this conversation. Look around. There's nothing on these walls to imply that anybody here hunts vamp. Or, uh, ooh. There's nothing on these walls to imply Party that anybody. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, but there's nothing here to imply that anybody here hunts werewolves. But we know that not to be the case. If somebody finds out you are vampire, <sighs> <laughs> 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 I'll both those in. If anybody here finds out you to be a werewolf, they may come for you. Don't let this lodge's pedestrian ways fool you. Keep your secret to yourself, and we will keep it for you. And little did you know, this whole conversation happened in front of a fireplace. <laughs> now everybody knows, and they come for you. We zoom back to the other side of the fireplace. <laughs> the other side of the fireplace. Estovian the sits there like, I know I should have let those bastards in. <laughs> um, so Bellic would show you into the next room. Uh, this is the sitting room. It's also the smoking room if if you partake in cigars. And you see couches and chairs, a few end tables, and uh, make me a knowledge nobility. It's all Ooh. you, Matumba. <laughs> yeah. And while Ikmer is kind of going over this conversation, he he's being very, very beside himself. And internalizing a lot of things. Nobility 28. Yeah, with the 28, you can tell that the portraits of here are of um, Lozeri, the, the region you're in's nobles of, of, of the past. Um, mm-hmm. And they're kind of all from the same region, all, you know, dating back hundreds of years. Um, but you just notice that on the wall, um, all from a particular area. Sure. Then uh, Bellic would lead you, continuing to the east now, uh, past several small rooms. Um, again, if you uh, if you drink too much coffee, feel free to use these. Uh, there are first floor washrooms. Um, Nick Murray, I, I imagine you uh, continue to drink the coffee. You seem to enjoy it, but it will make you pee. I mean, yeah, of course. I, it's, I'm, it's so good. How could I stop drinking it? 
Um, you pass another fireplace, another pelt, another small sitting area, and into the easternmost room. It's kind of a half-circle-shaped room, and it is... Bellic says, well, this is a conference room, uh... No fireplaces here, isolated from the rest of the lodge. If um, if you find yourselves needing privacy, feel free to reserve it. Um, we do not let guests that do not want to meet together uh, reserve it at the same time. So um, this could give you some privacy if uh, if you find yourselves needing it. Uh, quick, quick question here. Um, um, is it available to? Well, do these do these windows open to the outside by chance? Yes, but there are curtains you could draw. Very, very well. Thank you very much. He would then lead you. To the north um, and down the hallway uh, back down to the east towards the next room this is the kitchen should you need any food after hours feel free uh, lead you to the next area uh, and this is our formal dining room um, we can we can feed up to 24 guests although we haven't been that busy in a long time um, but the the windows here are lovely. Um, the morning sunshine shines in. Um, you won't get a sunset view anywhere in the lodge, unfortunately, because the trees are too tall. But you could stay here in the morning, hear the birds chirp, have your morning breakfast. He then takes you um, to the final kind of circular room here uh, part of one of the towers this is the music room and you see that um, there's right a under the library I think it is yeah right under the library uh, this there's architect- a piano Logical. here <laughs> well the, the architect just built it they decided where the rooms were laid out so <laughs> We often have uh, higher musicians or poets, um, small theatrical shows, uh, dance performances, that kind of thing in here, just so uh, we can keep you fine guests entertained. That's uh, the amenities on the interior. Uh, I could lead you around the grounds, but I don't know how much of interest... uh, you would find there's obviously my cottage it's um just outside the doors and uh you would hang a left coming out of the front entrance there's also um Ressa's cottage um she's our housekeeper you know you probably won't need to ask her for much besides new sheets right um we have our stables. It didn't seem like you came here with um, any equine companions. Although, if you had some, we could 
we could keep them there. You would need to talk to uh, Cayenne. She's the stable master there. Um, then we have our maintenance shed up in the um, kind of the corner of uh, of the grounds. Uh, that's where our um, our groundskeeper Posse um, spends most of his time when he's not groundskeeping. We uh, we have several watchtowers here. Um, one directly next to Posse's um, shed. I, I don't know how to put it any better. Posse doesn't really keep his stuff um, in in great order. His shed's looking a little dilapidated for a groundskeeper. Adele Gross lives in the uh, kind of L-shaped building uh, in the middle of the ground. Our our huntmaster in that small building it kind of digs down that's where he keeps his uh, exotic creatures we also have a lovely deck if you'd like to enjoy your breakfast or your alcoholic beverages outside it's uh, it's located right next to the fountain um, which I am tasked with uh, keeping clean and I do so Um, and then we have our famous hedge mage so, um, if you want to, well, get lost in a hedge mage for a couple hours, feel free. Um, I won't hold it against you. Our, uh, companion that we, uh, came in with, I didn't see him, uh, quite walk into his room. Uh, did you mention where he was in, in relation to, to ours? Oh, he's, uh, he's upstairs, he's in, um, in the room, uh, shares a fireplace with, um, well, with Matumbe and Ikmer, there. He's the next room over at Durston. I'm, I'm so forgetful, thank you so much. I must, uh... I, I never told I you, but, uh, I, there's like four people living here, staying here, so I did I don't really see the harm. Unless you're trying to kill him. If he goes missing or dies, I will blame you. Just so you know, young man. It seems it is in our best interest that he does not die. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally have no idea what to say. (laughs) That would not be incriminating. So then he's given us the tour of everything and kind of given us the outline of the outside. Sure. Is that about everything? Just about. I mean, he hasn't gone into crazy detail, but I don't think he wanted to. I don't think he wanted that. Um, So he's he's told you basically what every room in the lodge is. uh, So you should be able to navigate pretty easily. Great. Great. Eclipse will beeline to the hedge mage. Just... Like that's... hedge mage. <laughs> hedge mage. Ah, we have a hedge oh. wizard. Mm. Mm. Oh no! Hey, plant Anyways. wizard. So then, um, I guess what do we want to do? Uh, did we see anyone out and about on our tour? You saw people in the in the dining room in the uh, grand law lo- or uh, grand ballroom, and you obviously met. Silas Grade and Gradon, and uh, those were the only folks you saw. 
on your tour, aside from maybe like a maid or something. But they were the the people that are staying here look pretty distinctive. They wear kind of fancy clothes, oh, unlike it, you. Ickmer totally winked at the uh, um, the the couple in in the grand. She totally didn't even notice you. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's for the better. (laughs) Probably is. By the end of this whole tour, Freya is scowling at this point. And she sees all of the finery and the luxury. And she just shakes her head at it. She's keeping her mouth shut uh, to not be rude or get us kicked out. But this is uh, not her kind of place where there's a lot of status symbols of wealth, a lot of trophies, not her cup of tea. Should we go talk to, like, go to the grand ballroom? I mean, unless you guys have anything else, I feel like that's the best way to get information. Yeah, you could talk to people, you could, I mean, it depends what kind of, like, are you trying to get information and you're just trying to meet people? You could definitely talk to, like, Duriston to like point you in the right direction of things or you could um, talk to Silas who you just met you could talk to these people that are sitting in the room or you could go to the library you got a bunch of different options well I think the the divide and conquer strategy might be the best where if certain folks want to meet people and talk to folks and get some information out of them um, Mitsumbe can hop into the library and just start crushing knowledge checks yeah, that would probably be best for Matumbe, and then yeah. maybe it's just good if we just go to the ballroom, uh, the the other three of us, and I don't know, talk to people. I actually disagree. Um, Ikmer would know quite a few names of the client, like of the werewolf clans, now, and so he would probably be able to, at least partially, be able to pick them out for Matumbe and say. These are the ones to read. So then girls will go to the ballroom and boys will go to the library. Sounds good. Sure. Okay. So let's start with the ballroom. Oh, okay. So you still see this uh, woman and younger man talking and she appears to laugh and blushes a little bit. And um, and they're having kind of a hushed conversation. What do you do? Those are the only two we see? Those are the only two in the room right now. Gotcha. We didn't see anyone. Like, we only saw Silas up in his room, but... Yep, and Silas has probably left the lodge at this point. Gone hunting. Gotcha. It's probably not the best time besides... Because if they're just flirting... <laughs> Is there another table close by that we could sit at without being, like, too awkwardly close to them? There's enough tables in this room where I feel like they would notice if you sat uh, at the table the nearest them. closest to them? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like when, uh, as a dude, you come up to the urinal right next to somebody else instead of giving space. And for everyone else, uh, that's awkward. <laughs> for everyone else. <laughs> so then, okay, so in that case, though, it's going to be really weird if we walk in and see, like, flirting and blushing to just be like, hi, I'm Eclipse. <laughs> like, that is just weird. 
not at all like I wouldn't I don't know if that was me I would not want to talk to those people you're right I wouldn't want to talk to you either (laughs) (laughs) maybe I won't (laughs) with that in mind then if that's the only people that are in there I guess I'm I'm, I swear I thought you said there was someone else in there but I guess I was thinking about the like the consort that's clearly with her so with that then if we didn't see anyone else around what do you what do you think Emily Freya has reasonable charisma but she's not one to like weasel her way into conversations so she also doesn't really want to interrupt them if there's another way we could observe people without directly having to interact with them not in such an open space really I mean the room is so open you're gonna be visible to one or the other if you try and get really close Um, and it's about at this time that a um, a woman in a uh dark red corset with um, bushy kind of ringlets of curls um, and and she's, she has like this tanned skin looks to be in her 30s um, kind of struts into the room does a pass and her eyes land on the two of you and I think you're sitting at a table a couple tables away from this couple as to not seem <laughs> correct. Um, super prying and she would walk up to you and say hmm, I haven't seen you at the lodge you're new what are your names my name is Eclipse we just arrived this morning my name's Freya Pleasure to meet you. What's your name? You can call me Madame Ivania. Welcome to Askenor. Now, you do not have the classic garb of someone that uh, normally would stay here. What? What brings you here, adventurers? We wanted a bit of a vacation. Mmm, a vacation, eh? Yeah, relax, cut loose a little. It seems reasonable. We normally live pretty simple lives. This is quite the change. Have you had the grand tour? I, I believe that we just got done with the tour. That, um, that Bellic... Likes to refer to my offices as uh, the Watchtower, but well, if you're needing any entertainment of the private variety, I could provide if you're willing to journey to the Watchtower. Just outside of, you know, at the end of the grounds. Are, is is uh, your entertainment fairly popular around here? 
The nobles, they do like their... Hmm, adultery. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh your? Who, who? I'm sure you can't share names, but you're right. I can't, so don't ask. But who do you spend the most time with? <laughs> Myself, dear. That is lonely. Not if you know how to have fun. I have nothing to say. Like, you, you put, like, uh, we are Yeah, awkward. you're right. <laughs> I know you're awkward. Like, Emily and I are probably the two most awkward fucking people to deal with this situation. Which is why I thrust it upon you. Alright, so we don't want to continue talking to uh, the, the, the clear prostitute here. Um, uh, friendly consort. Clear motive. Uh-oh. Eleven. Is it uh, under enchantment? No. <laughs> seventeen. Uh, with a seventeen, you get the vibe that she's not, like, just referring to herself. What kind of entertainment do you provide? And not just private. I need more details because I'm not familiar with this at all. In fact, I'm very unfamiliar with this. We provide a means to... Um, gain such entertainment. I bring the entertainers to Askenor, if you catch my drift. Oh, you, like, run the house. You could say that, yes. These entertainers, they're all willing and paid well, aren't they? <laughs> Obviously, we're all above board. It's just, Bellic doesn't like to advertise what I provide because, well, it's the worst-kept secret of Askinor Lodge that the service is readily available. Are there a lot of secrets he hasn't been telling us about? I wouldn't know. I wasn't a part of your conversation. But is there anywhere else that... You know, Bellic likes to call something else that in reality it does a whole lot different things. Make a diplomacy. Can I try to aid? Sure. What would you say? This whole place seems real proper, but I bet these nobles like to do other things as well. And she aids. 28. 28. Dope. Hmm. probably told you about the library, right? Yeah, I think our friends want to go there. <laughs> that's nice. not, um... That's not the main one. But he wouldn't have told you about that. I only know about that because I've been here for so long. Well, what's the main one? Well, it's Estovian's personal collection. So, where and, and what is in this library? I have no idea, just that it exists. I've never been allowed there, and realistically, no one has um, 
besides probably Velik and Estovian. Has anyone else ever been interested in going there, though? Not that I've heard. I mean, I only tell you this because you ask if there's any other areas that um, may go by a different name. Yeah, and I, I, I super appreciate this information because I wouldn't have been able to find out, I think, otherwise. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Please, if you ever get bored, I lack for company in the Watchtower. Even if you're not interested in my services, I'm always open for conversation. Oh, great. Do you, like, should I, should I bring wine or whiskey or... I'll provide the wine. Perfect. And she would kind of, um, wink at you and saunter off. And, uh, after this happens, you hear, like, the hushed conversation at the other table kind of pick up and and they seem to like kind of look back at you a little bit if they're uh making eye contact with us freya stands up from her seat walks over over to the other table and introduces herself hello there name's freya we're new here nice to meet you Eclipse would follow kind of behind her because that was very sudden. And so before we get to this conversation, we're going to flash to the library. Now look at Ikuma. There are very many ways you can look at the books. Let me tell you the best way. Roll a perception check. Pretty low. 14. Ikmer is also at a 14. Wow. So what exactly are you guys looking for? I think first and foremost, um, I want to know more information about these werewolf tribes. Um, but my underlying goal, and maybe this is a separate check or something else, I don't know, is... And this is this is unprovoked of what they learned. Like, is this the library of the esoteric eye? Like, if if I'm spending a little bit of time here, do I feel like this is where I'm going to learn things that I can use to against the whispering way? You feel like there's books on a great many topics, um, but with your 14, you haven't found anything about the Whispering Way. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think this library is linked to the Esoteric Order at all, but you guys knew that from um, Embrith, kind of saying, like, it's a library, but it's not one of our libraries. Sure. Um, and you're actually struggling to find what you're looking for. I think... I imagine Matumbe is a very fast read, right? And he's yeah. kind of taking taking these books with like interesting titles off the shelf, reading through the first chapter or reading through the ta- table of context in the appendix, appendix and and realizing that it's not what he's looking for, putting it back. Ikmer is trying to pick stuff up that's uh, interesting and kind of feeding it to Matumbe. Um, and you're not getting anywhere. And Estovian actually comes back in at this point. Um, 
Oh, avid readers, eh? Um, what... What exactly are you... Are you studying, um, my guess? Now, out of character, he he did mention something about, like, the esoteric order, right? He did. Yeah. He mentioned that, um, you might be from there. Okay. So he seems to have more knowledge about you than you realize. My friend the Stovian... I I think it is reticent of myself to reveal to you that we are here on a little bit of a mission, and the person that sent us mentioned that there may be a library here where I could learn some very valuable information. I'm not sure it is this library, but I will search this library nonetheless. Well, um... What are you looking for? I, I assume I could help you out if you just ask. I could point you in the right direction, at least. My friend Ikma and myself are visitors from the city of Leopardstadt. Oh, Leopardstadt. I've been there before. You've been there? Have you ever met a person by the name of Justice Embrith? No, I have not. Um, is she, I assume, is, um, who sent you? Yes. She is of the Esoteric Order of the Pelotonai. Is this a organization you are familiar with? I know of it, yes, I do. Um, interesting that they would send you here. I mean, we do have a great... Girth of knowledge in this library, but um, I'm surprised they'd send you all the way out here to get it. Uh, surprised am I as well, for unfortunately, though I have spent some time in this library, I'm not finding the information that I'm looking for. This esoteric order of the Pelotonai, they have said to me that there is a library at this very lodge that could answer some of my questions. Unfortunately, my questions have not been answered. Well, you merely have to ask the right questions for your questions to be answered. What is it you seek? Hmm. I, I want to, like, screen this dude, right? Like, I... I, I he seems fine, right? Like, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm asking the right questions to the right people. I don't want to ask something potentially revealing to what could be like a whispering way informant or something, right? Sure. Um, so I think like a detect evil would be obvious what I'm doing. It's always yeah, a um, butler. But, but maybe uh, maybe just like a, a general sense motive. Like he sure. seems to yeah. not really be clued into what I'm doing. Maybe Maybe that's cool. Maybe not. It's just the butler in the background. <laughs> just a 17. And just so you know, this is a murder mystery, so I'm going to roll every time. That's fine. Sense motive. Just, yep. just to set the groundwork. So That's fair. I'm not red herring anybody. Um, oh, thanks, I mean, you think, you think 
this guy, again, with his glasses and his beady eyes, seems like the kind of person that's like, it keeps a library, is very well read, um, and it seems like more than anything, he's curious about what you're here for. Sure. Um, I think you sense more than anything, like, a curiosity, but also, like, kind of an anxiety about, like, what maybe it's your mention of the esoteric order or something like just like a general kind of like, well, what could they possibly be coming to my library for? So I think, I think that's the kind of gist you get is that he's like, he's both curious and a little bit anxious of what he could possibly give you. Yeah, that's fair enough. So Matumbe will say, Recently, myself and my three traveling companions spent a lot of time in the city of Lepidstadt, and while we were there, I'm not sure how familiar you are with current events. Are you familiar with current events in Lepidstadt? We are a little little far from Lepidstadt, unfortunately. To I heard there was a trial going on. I haven't gotten word from any of my new guests about what might have transpired this is good this is good i am glad you have heard this there was a big a big splash of a trial in Leopardstadt, and at this trial the crux of the matter was there was a murder mystery and the defendant had been accused of doing some very terrible things what me and my friends found out is this terrible organization an organization by the name of the Whispering Way had set up this defendant. And it all led back to our friend Alpine Karomark. He had been a victim of this very organization. He is trapped in his own home, a victim, a true victim. And we liberated him. We expunged this vile cult from Lepidstadt. We cleared the name of the defendant. And what were we left with? We were left with just a whisper of a name. The Whispering Way. I, I do not know much about this organization. I know of a prominent member of this organization, a Dr. Saloom. I suspect this name means little to you. However, however, all of these names and all of the things we've heard about this organization, every string we pull disappears into nothingness except the string that comes back here hmm. to Eskinor's Lodge back to my lodge hmm. there's a tie here I do not know what it is I don't think any of my traveling companions know what it is but the Whispering Way has either been here or they have interests here and I am not accusing yourself or any of the patrons of your establishment. I'm just saying they may be here, they may have their eyes on here. And we resolve to find out why. Well, what I can say is that while I have 
unfortunately little in the way of information of such an organization in the library. I may have a book or two that that mentions them. I could uh, I could try to pull from you for for you, but. Um, what I'm thinking you're looking for, and what might be more pressing, is our, our guest logs. And I can provide that for you if you promise the utmost discretion. Um, realistically, if a Whispering Way agent were to have stayed here, they should be in our logs, and um, you may you may find a name that sparks memory or or a name that's useful to you in the future I suppose but this I could give to you I do have a question sir um I I I guess from a very general perspective what I, I guess, do you have a like, preference or or certain uh, a certain type of traveler that, or, I guess, uh, um, more a certain type of noble that would stay here, or or are you open to all sorts of the such? Well. Nearly every Ustalavan noble has stayed here at some point, or their family. Uh, we don't discriminate in that way, um, but mainly nobles, wealthy merchants like to stay here. Durston is paying your your fee to stay here, but I will tell you that it's not a cheap fare to stay here every night. Um, we kind of provide civility to the wilderness and uh, doing so is not cheap as well so um, no we we don't discriminate lad we kind of allow any any nobles or and 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 much much as in your case um and i apologize again for um Bellic's behavior but um generally getting an invitation or a, a Introduction from a, a Ustalavan noble uh, at least gets your foot in the door here and, and your ability to purchase a room. Well, if I can say so myself, it is very gracious of you to offer the guest logbooks. If you would allow us to take a look at them, we can see if there is anything that spikes our interest. We'd appreciate that very much. And as to the point that my good companion Nikma makes... I trust that even though we are not your normal clientele, I believe that we may have a lasting impression on the other nobles that stay here. And perhaps they will revere your lodge in a higher manner, knowing there are great heroes, adventurers, like ourselves here. Well, I know Durston's already taking a shining to you, and... He knows it's... I know yeah, it. I know they, it. Know, uh, they will know it. <laughs> everyone that's, does that's what know everyone it. says. Everyone's been saying it, and it's been on the Fox News. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, the Marquise, she goes hunting for foxes. That's the news. She brings her strapples. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll uh, procure this 
guest book for you uh, by this evening. I need to um, get it from our porter, and um, and then I'll. You know, would you like it in your room, or I, I need to? I unfortunately, I need to make sure you don't tamper with it, uh, if that's all right. But you're more than welcome to take notes and do whatever it is. If you would like to supervise us looking over the book, that is no problem. I just would like to see it. Well, perfect. Um, Then the only other thing I'll need you to do is uh, finish your drinks, because we'll see you next week. Later. Oh, I knew it. 